Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beers Sportscast. I am your host, Perry Morzinos, and today we have episode 99 for you guys. So, very, very happy as we will hit 100 December 22nd, and then we might... We will probably do one more episode before the end of the year on December 9th as, 9th as well. Maybe just a wrap-up of all Boston sports um, throughout the past year. So we'll look at, for some sports, that goes back to last season, in, including the Celtics, the Bruins, um, the Patriots, and then the Red Sox will be just really last off season this kind of season. And we will definitely be doing that on December 29th. So that will be the 101st episode. Stay tuned for that. But the 100th episode will probably be um, a very similar thing. Maybe we'll do one of your guys' favorite segments, depending on how this week goes with the New England Patriots and other news that might happen with the Boston Celtics, with the Bruins. Uh, maybe the Red Sox go in and sign somebody big. So <laughs> that was a funny joke. But um, maybe maybe they do, but we'll keep tabs on that but before we talk about specifically the Patriots because I'm going to talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals game Monday night a uh, big win big 27-13 win no doubt very very nice win to bank for this team and we will also be discussing um, their upcoming game against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday that game was flexed out of Sunday night football for in favor of the Giants-Cowboys game, which is actually kind of, um, not the Giants-Cowboys game, the Giants-Commanders game, um, which I actually think is kind of nuts. But we will we will be talking about that Raiders game. But let's start, let's just start with going around the NFL because we had some very, very interesting things here transpire over really the last week here. I think one of the most Interesting weeks we've had in a while. I mean, to start off the week, right? 16-3. Rams cut it to 16-10. 98 yards. No timeouts. Baker Mayfield, a guy they just signed on Tuesday night, goes down and drives the field. I mean, I mean, come on. On a Thursday night, 98-yard game-winning touchdown? Nuts. Absolute nuts. And then that continued into Sunday where we had the Lions being the Vikings. Brock Purdy and the 49ers upsetting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are under 500. Tom Brady has never been under 500 this late in his career. So kind of ridiculous. The Giants are falling and falling fast. We also had the Seahawks suffer a tough loss to the Carolina Panthers. With the win last week, they could have advanced into the playoffs. Um, leapfrogged both the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. We've got the Detroit Lions making a run just one and a half games out of a playoff spot here. And... You know, you've got the Houston Texans almost knocking off the Dallas Cowboys, which is very, very interesting. But I did want to talk about a few teams in particular and just the just the league as a whole just to start off with because I think what we've seen here is just I haven't seen a lot of great football just across the league, like let alone the New England Patriots who are definitely not helping that problem. But just look across the league, right? I mean, the Eagles are 12-1, and and they have been very, very good. Right, absolutely. Very, very good, no doubt. Um, 
I think they've been the best team in football. Then you've got the Bills who are leading the AFC at 10-3 and, and the Chiefs at 10-3 and three right behind them. Those three teams have probably played the have played pretty good football. But then you've got the Ravens at nine and four. Have they really played that good football? I, I don't know. I really don't think they have. Bengals are nine and four. I mean lately they've started playing better football, but lately but before that, I think the Niners are playing really good football. But then I mean the Bucks, six and seven. The Cowboys are ten and three, but still. Commanders seven five and one, Giants seven five and one, Seahawks seven and six, Lions six and seven, Packers five and eight. Then in the AFC, you've got the Dolphins who are eight and five but falling fast. Titans are seven and six, but they're going to win the division by default over the four eight and one Indianapolis Colts or the Jacksonville Jaguars who are five and eight. New York Jets seven and eight. See it, uh, seven and six. Excuse me. Los Angeles Chargers, a team that many expect to give the Chiefs a run for their money. They're seven and six. Patriots are seven and six. Raiders are five and eight. Browns are five and eight. Just look at this, just averageness across the league. It's very, very interesting. And there's going to be some teams fighting down. But I think the biggest reason why I've seen this is we've seen a drop in quarterback play across the league. Um, I do, I don't think there's really any doubt that I've probably looked at you know five quarterbacks who I've said wow those maybe less who I've said wow those guys are playing lights out all year. Josh Allen, I think, has been pretty good. I think he's had his moments in terms of bad moments, but he's been pretty good. He's been he's been he's been as advertised, maybe a little worse, but as advertised. Patrick Mahomes has been phenomenal, absolutely. Joe Burrow has been very very good. Tua has been very very good. Those that's four in the AFC. I don't think Justin Herbert has lived up to expectations this year, and I mean the Patriots forget about Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson. I don't think has been that great. And then you go to the NFC. Kirk Cousins is having his worst season. Tom Brady looks awful. Dak Prescott, I don't think, has been that great. I think only really the only quarterback in the NFC is Jalen Hurts, who's been elite, who's been undisputable. Maybe, maybe he may be the MVP at this point in the in the season. And then I mean, if you want to include Geno Smith there, but he's he hasn't been as great recently, and they're seven and six. So I just I can count on one hand the amount of elite quarterback play I've seen this year. Whereas last year, I feel like, you know, you saw Joe Burrow. You saw Derek Carr was playing at a very, very high level. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, those guys have dropped off. Russell Wilson was very good through the first half of the year. All these guys have dropped off. Every single one. And I think we're looking at a situation where, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a starting spot, who's actually been pretty good for the Niners. Um, outside of his injury that he suffered, but I mean, how many quarterbacks can change teams, and how many teams can change quarterbacks in the offseason? I mean, technically the Ravens can, right? Lamar Jackson's technically a free agent. I doubt they let him leave. The Titans could. They could give up on Ryan Taylor. Mac Jones, I don't think is a lock to say here. I think he should be here, but we'll see. The Jets, who knows? Jaguars are going to keep Lawrence. Vegas could get rid of Derek Carr. Browns are locked into Watson. Steelers are developing Kenny Pickett. Colts are probably going to have a new quarterback. Broncos are probably going to have Russell Wilson by default. Texans are going to have a new quarterback. Niners, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe somebody else. Bucks are, I don't think Tom Brady is going to stay there. So they're probably going to have a new guy. Commanders, are they going to stick with Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, or go back to the wishing well? New York Giants, who I think could be a really good fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. Seahawks, are they going to keep... Geno Smith, Lions, I think they should keep Jared Goff, but are they going to go after another guy? Packers, Jordan Love maybe. 
Panthers, God knows what's going on down there. Falcons, Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, who's this going to be? And then Kyler Murray, Torres ACL Monday night, might not be ready for the Arizona Cardinals next year. You've got the Saints. The Rams are a dark horse to lose Matthew Stafford to retirement. Bears are going to stick with Justin Fields, but just looking at that, like that just doesn't inspire for me. That doesn't inspire a lot of, um, a lot of confidence. And, um, and that's something that's a little concerning, I think, for the league. I think I think some of these guys are going to bounce back, though. I don't think I think Justin Herbert's better than Joe Burrow, and I think he'll show that next year. Um, but you can also expect regression from guys like Tua, probably guys like Geno Smith as well. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And just to go off of what we've seen in the playoff picture, this is going to come down to the wire um, in a lot of cases. We'll talk a little bit about the AFC, but just going with the NFC. The Eagles have probably got the one seed. I mean, they're 12-1. and The Vikings are 10-3, and so maybe the Vikings make a late push. I doubt it. Only four games left. Niners are 9-4. and They're pretty much out of the running. Those are the... Th- and the Cowboys. If the Eagles do trip up to the Dallas Cowboys, I guess. I guess the Cowboys could steal the division. Um, but I would give the Eagles a pretty good chance of capturing that one seed. I'm pretty confident that I'm pretty confident saying it's going to be Eagles, Vikings, Niners in that order in the NFC. I don't think the Niners are going to have enough time to catch up to Minnesota, but who knows? I I don't think Minnesota is as good as they are. I mean, I think the Bucks are going to stay in there. I think they're going to win that division by default. The Cowboys are going to be that fifth while the fifth seed. I I think that's not going to change. I think the Bucks Cowboys is basically a playoff battle that you're expecting to see um and then you've got the commanders and the giants the seahawks and the Lions, and two of those four teams are going to make it right now i probably my gut's telling me commander seahawks um the giants are just fading fast i think the commanders have something with taylor heineke it just feels like a new team over there um which is very very interesting but this commanders giants game this week um on sunday night football is going to be absolutely massive for both teams especially if the seahawks are able to um defeat the niners on thursday night football but the Lions can make a deep run. I mean, I doubt the Packers are going to be able to do anything. Um, I mean, they basically have to win out unless, you know, something something happens here. Um, in the Unless something happens here in the NFC. But let's go to the New England Patriots. Let's go to the AFC playoff picture. And first of all, right now you've got the Bills at the one seed. Chiefs, Ravens. Titans, Bengals, Dolphins are eight and five. So the Bills have a two-game lead over the Miami Dolphins. Massive game here though this week because the Dolphins face off against the Bills. If you're a Patriots fan, you're rooting for the Buffalo Bills in this game because you know you're not catching the Buffalo Bills. There is an outside chance that hey, you know, Patriots beat the Raiders, Dolphins lose to the Bills. You're both eight and six. Miami would still be ahead of you based on that Week One um, win, but then. You play them again week um, week 17, I believe. Not week 18 because they faced Buffalo that week. But week 17, you do face them. So, hey, maybe there's a situation where you can pass the Dolphins if they lose. So, I, if I were you, if I were a Patriots fan, which I am, I'm rooting for the Bills this week to beat the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. I think you let the Bills, if you're a Patriots fan, you want the Bills to run away. And maybe they drop a game near the Kansas State Chiefs, preferably preferably the best case situation for the New England Patriots is the Bills win out until week 18 and the Chiefs lose one more game at some point. 
Then this, so the, you need the Bills to win your next three. You need the Chiefs to lose one of the next three. And I don't, I don't know the Chiefs schedule right off the top of my head. I can pull it up for you guys. But if that's the case, the Bills would have a one-game lead in wins-loss records over the over the Kansas State Chiefs. And the Bills would also have the high-to-high tiebreaker, so they clinch the one seed. Then they can rest their guys week 18. Maybe the Patriots still win there. You need the Chiefs to lose to one of the Texans, Seahawks, or Broncos, though. That That's what you need for that situation. Unless the Bills-Patriots game is playing at 425 and the Chiefs game is playing at 1, then the Bills guys can rest their players. So that's what you're looking at in the AFC in terms of who what you want to happen here. The Ravens, you're not worried about. The Titans, you're not worried about. Bengals are probably going to finish with a better record than you, so that doesn't matter. You In a perfect world, they have enough to... Cl- they don't really have much to play for in the division, but they are going to by the Christmas Eve game. So that game is going to matter a lot for both teams. Um, as, as I said, you want the Dolphins to keep losing, you want the Chargers to lose, and you want the Jets to lose. Although the Jets, right now you're ahead of the Jets due to those head-to-head games where you did face Zach Wilson twice. So, just something to keep an eye on there. But let's talk about this Arizona Cardinals game and then going into this Raiders game, which is another game that just has massive implications. Um, We will talk about that in a second. But starting off with the Cardinals game, 27-13 win. Um, Mac Jones had 235 passing yards. Devontae Parker left with a head injury. Ramondre Stevenson left with an ankle injury. Um, very impressive performance from the two running backs, the two rookie running backs, excuse me, Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, um, both having a touchdown. I thought Marcus Jones was probably your best player in this game or one of your best players, um, probably up there with Judon, who I thought was good. Uche I thought was phenomenal in this game as well. Um, but I thought Marcus Jones, Marcus Jones is a, just a football player. He really is. And you knew you use him in as many facets of the game. I thought that the best thing to come out of this game was the Patriots playing a little bit more of their rookies than in the past. I thought that was very, 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 very um, a welcome sight for me because this is, I'm somebody that has been clamoring for, you know, less Nelson Aguilar, who had three drops, who probably should be cut, who won't get cut, but he should be cut. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that I think you should play Thornton over, over um, Nelson Aguilar. I'm a guy that thinks you should play Marcus Jones over Miles Bryant, Jack Jones over one of these guys because at the end of the day, this Patriots team isn't going to win the Super Bowl. And a playoff playoff appearance right now with the season that they've had is decent. It's not bad for this team. Not bad at all. But I want to see these rookies, see if they can use some of this to develop some of these guys because at some of these positions, they're going to lose guys very, very quickly. And they just have not not a lot of homegrown talent in the system here. Now I sound like I'm talking about the Red Sox, but it's true. Um, just looking at their offense, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, sure. But Nelson Aguilar, free agent. Devontae Parker, free agent. Jacoby Myers was homegrown. Kendrick Bourne came in free agency. Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, free agency. Um, the offensive line, most of those guys were drafted by the Patriots, but some of those guys have floated around in other areas. Trent Brown um, has floated around. James Farris has floated around. Um, on defense, Rick McMillan, um, Duggar, Jonathan Jones, all homegrown guys. Uche, homegrown guy. Junon, you got free agency, but that looks like a phenomenal signing. 
McCordy's getting old. Phillips, great free agency signing. Pepper's great. I think Pepper's has been good free agency signing. My point is that you need to play some of these rookies because at some point, this is going to get to a situation where a lot of these guys are going to leave, retire, and you need to start bringing up that next generation of Patriots because you can't build a team through free agency. That's just impossible. But about this Cardinals game, the ineptitude, the pure ineptitude that I saw on the field from the Arizona Cardinals this week was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. I, I actually cannot believe what I witnessed on that football field Monday night. And I think there's two turning points for the New England Patriots in this game that won the game. The first one is at the end of the first half, 36 seconds left. Arizona calls a timeout before fourth and one play, 36 seconds left. They go for it. They were in field goal range. They go for it. That's problem number one. Problem number one is you go for it. You would have been up nine points. They were up 13-7 at the time. Why are you going for it? Problem two is you use the timeout. So even now, you use the timeout. You're gonna. You're telling me that you're going to drive like a, it was around, I think it would have been 50-yard field goal. So 33 yards, 36 seconds, no timeouts with the backup quarterback. I'm not saying it's impossible, but even if you convert it, I mean, is it likely? No. It's it's not likely. They should have kicked the field goal, gone up nine. The Patriots have not come back from two scores all season. All season. You kick that field goal, then the Patriots aren't going to do anything at the end of the half. Worst case scenario, they get a touchdown, you're still a point. I, I, I just don't get it. Instead, you go for it. Tavai immediately makes a good play. Good play by Jelani Tavai there. Knocks away the ball. Now, the Patriots have three timeouts. Get a field goal there. Come out of the half, get field goal, and then the second turning point happened where DeAndre Hopkins just flat out drops the ball. And maybe Duggar, Duggar hit his hand or hit, hit somewhere near the ball. Certainly, certainly that's possible. I'm not saying that's not. But it seemed to me like DeAndre Hopkins just flat out dropped that football. And that's the second turning point because the Patriots now then scooped and score up 2013, and then they force a punt. Mac Jones gets a touchdown, and... um. Then Cole McCoy throws an interception, and the game's pretty much over at that point. So, again, I, I didn't see... This was more about the Cardinals being worse than the Patriots being better, if that makes sense, if you're following what I'm trying to say. I thought the offense was still inept. Why Why do we run so many screen passes? We're not... The Patriots are not good at screen passes, and I'm going to keep beating my fist with this until the cows come home. We ran the most screen passes in league history in one game last night. League history. What did you see on film? Because, I, quite frankly, I think about four or five of those worked. There were at least, I counted at least a dozen. 13, 14, probably somewhere around there. Probably the 12 to 15 screen pass range. Ab- absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand what the obsession is. This offense is boring. It's lacks creativity. It's lackluster. I just don't see a lot of talent on that field, on that coaching staff. Matt Patricia should be fired, absolutely, at the end of this season from that offensive coordinator position because he has no clue what he's doing, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault because he's a defensive coach that his first job is on offense. Now, it's one thing if you have him coaching the offensive line and then bring in another offensive coordinator. That's one thing. But you're having him do both jobs. What are we doing? The offensive line has arguably been the worst position grouping on the team all year, arguably. And the offense has been one of the worst in the league. I haven't seen... I mean, I get that the Broncos are bad and some of these other offenses are bad, but this team just, like, 
it just looks worse. Like, I, I can't describe it. it. It just looks bad. And I don't think the offense is fixed, and I think that's going to be a problem against this Raiders team, even though the Raiders don't have a great defense, and they can attack this defense. The other big thing to come out of the Cardinals game, I think, I mentioned the rookies, I mentioned the Cardinals' ineptitude, but the Kyler Murray injury, I think, has to be talked about. Third play of the game, he goes down with a torn ACL. If he stays in this game, this game's a lot closer because the Patriots just can't contain running quarterbacks. The quarterbacks that the Patriots have beaten this season, are you ready for this? The quarterbacks they've beaten, Mitch Trubisky, Jerry Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson, Sam Ellinger, Zach Wilson again, Colt McCoy. The quarterbacks they've lost to, Tua, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen. That's right there, the split, and that's very, very concerning for me for this Patriots team going forward because I think Derek Carr's kind of like right in the middle if you were to split those two groups, right in the middle of that group. So we'll see what happens. But this week against the Raiders, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Massive implications. If the Raiders had won last week, they would have been sitting at 6-7. and seven. The Patriots would have been 7-6. at six. This would have been a massive game. A massive game for the AFC playoff picture, but their Baker Mayfield's comeback kind of ruined that season. It doesn't look like Raiders are going to be able to sneak into the playoffs anymore, but I think the Raiders are still a dangerous opponent. I think Josh McDaniels is going to have his guys ready going up against his former team. I think that offense can be good. My X factor is Josh Jacobs, just because I think the Patriots are going to focus in on Devontae Adams, which... I don't know if they're going to be able to do, considering they haven't been able to focus in on guys such as Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs this season. I mean, they did a decent job against DeAndre Hopkins, but Devontae Adams is going to be a very, very hard guy to cover. I can still see him going off, but Josh Jacobs, I think, is going to be a big piece of this because if, let's say, hypothetically, the Patriots do shut down Devontae Adams, that's going to open up a ton of rushing lanes for Josh Jacobs, and maybe that's the Patriots' plans. Maybe they wanted to run short in this game, wouldn't be the worst strategy I've ever heard. That is for sure. But Josh Jacobs certainly is an X factor. My key matchup is the Patriots tight ends versus the Las Vegas linebackers and safeties. I think the Titans are going to have to get involved here. I I think that this Raiders defense is attackable. Outside of Max Crosby, not a lot of talent here. I think there's an option. I think there's going to be chances for Hunter Henry. Johnny Smith, maybe he'll show up one of these weeks to get an opportunity, and I think I think if Hunter Henry can be very good in the red zone, I think this team has a chance, because at the end of the day, Hunter Henry's their best red zone threat, and we just haven't seen a lot of that all year, but I do have the Raiders beating the New England Patriots this week, 31-24, to with the MVP being Devontae Adams. I, as I said, I think they're going to try and contain Devontae Adams. Do I think it's going to work? Absolutely not. I just don't have the faith in this corner, in this um, secondary, and the offense worries me. Um, so I do have Vegas winning 31-24. Devontae Adams winning MVP. Just to recap last week real quick. I went 6-7 and seven in picks. Not a great week. Um, got done by some couple upsets. My upset pick of the Bucks over the 49ers definitely did not hit. Um, the Minnesota lost to Detroit. The Baker Mayfield game. I lost the Seattle game. And the Chargers being the Miami Dolphins also were all losses. That was my record at 119 and 87. So still not bad. Um fantasy, we had two big hits in fantasy last week. I had my breakout as Devontae Smith. 
he bounced back in a major way, seven, almost 17.5 PPR points, so that's we're going to give a hit for that one. And Mike Evans was my bust, and he only had 8.4 points, so that we are going to give another win. So that improves the fantasy record at 12, 8, and 8. So after a slow start in fantasy, we're kind of hitting the stride here. As I said, the Patriots are 7 and 6. But let's start on Thursday night football. We've got the San Francisco 49ers traveling to take on the Seattle Seahawks. Big game. Big game in the NFC West. Playoff picture. If the Niners win this game, they're basically clear. They're, they are clear, I think, of the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks will look, this would be a massive win for the Seahawks to say in the playoff picture, but I do have the Niners winning this one. I think Brock Purdy isn't that bad, and plus this Niners defense is legit in these weapons. I mean, I think you could put me back there, and I think this Niners team still wouldn't be that bad. Indianapolis Colts taking the Minnesota Vikings. I have the Minnesota Vikings in this one being the Colts. Colts are coming off a bye. Vikings coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions. This seems like a get-right game for the Minnesota Vikings, though. After traveling, I believe the game was at Ford Field. Now you're going to come back home, you know, kind of be up on a bad team in the Indianapolis Colts. This should be a win for the Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore Ravens take on the Cleveland Browns. This is a big game, too. Browns aren't necessarily out of it. I mean, it's very unlikely, but they technically aren't out of it. I have the Ravens winning this one. I don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback, but Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns offense especially has just looked awful since he's come back from his suspension. Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. I already talked about this. Absolutely massive playoff implications on both sides. If the Bills win this game, they're basically clear in the division. The division's pretty much over. They're going to win it. If the Dolphins win, they can still make a run at the division considering they'd have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills. If you're a Patriots fan, you're rooting for the Bills in this one because then the Patriots win and the Dolphins loss would bring you guys to the same record. I do have the Bills winning this one. Um, I just think that Tua, I think Tua's good when he can hit his first read, but I just don't know with the defensive coaches being able to get more film on him. I don't know if it's going to be the same here. I have the Bills in this one. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Chicago Bears. I have the Eagles in this one. Um, Bears are coming off a bye. I think Justin Fields is one of Justin Fields' best comp. I think is Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray. I think it's Justin Fields personally. I think he's closer to Jalen Hurts. So I think Jalen Hurts is kind of the ceiling for Justin Fields. So this is going to be kind of interesting. But the Eagles are 12-1. The Bears have been eliminated from playoff contention. The Eagles should romp in this one. Detroit Lions versus the New York Jets. This, um, I have this. I think this game is going to be sneaky good. Um, Detroit Lions are very, very hot right now. Very, They're um, lightning hot. I believe they've won four or five straight games. Um, improved to six and seven. They've got the Jets who have one of the best defenses in the league. Is it going to be Mike White? Is Mike White going to be limited? I think the injury will certainly bother him. I have the Jets in this one. I think they'll be able to control the Lions offense just a bit, but this is going to be a good game. Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Carolina Panthers. I have the Steelers in this one. I think if the Panthers win this game, they have a chance to move in the first place in the NFC South with a Tampa Bay Bucks loss. So something that's interesting there, but I don't think the Panthers will be able to beat the Steelers. I have the Steelers in that one. Chiefs taking on the Houston Texans. Chiefs romp um, over the Houston Texans. Atlanta Falcons taking on the Saints in an NFC South battle. It should be Desmond Ritter for the Falcons. Falcons are also coming off a bye. For some reason, I'm still t- sticking with the Saints. I don't want to give up on them just yet. I still think they have something left in the tank. Dallas Cowboys taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dallas escaped Houston with a win. They travel to Jacksonville. I'm, I would not be surprised 
to see a Jacksonville win here. This screams letdown game for the Dallas Cowboys. They played a tough game the week before against a bad team. They have to go back on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that's hot, a team that can try and expose them. I do have Dallas in this one, but I would take Jacksonville with the points in this one. Arizona Cardinals, no, Arizona Cardinals taking on the Denver Broncos in the toilet bowl game of the week. It's going to be Colt McCoy. It should be Brett Ripon for the Denver Broncos. I have the Cardinals in this one, but the Broncos could win. I have no interest in this game. I'm picking the Cardinals solely because I think they have a better roster, although the Broncos' defense is pretty good, but this could be like a 13-10 type of game. I just really, really don't know what we're going to see in that one. New England Patriots taking on the Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. As I already mentioned, I have the Raiders, 31-24, MVP Devontae Adams. Tennessee Titans taking on the Chargers. Titans lost three straight. I hadn't. I didn't think they would lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you had to give me one game, I would have chose the Tennessee Titans. And they lost. But they're going up against the Chargers. Chargers got a big win over the Miami Dolphins. I think the Chargers keep the train rolling. I do think they beat the Titans. If you're a Patriots fan, root for the Titans in this football game. Cincinnati Bengals sing on the Tampa Bay Bucks in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay looks broken. Brady looks broken. I think he's gone after the year. Um, that was a big loss to Brock Purdy. But I do think the Bengals are going to pull this one out. Again, if you're a Patriots fan, you're rooting for Tom Brady here um, to beat the Bengals just for wild card purposes, but I don't think he's going to be able to. I think the Bengals are a solid football team. And with those weapons, they should be able to defeat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Giants taking on the Washington Commanders on Sunday Night Football. I have Washington in this one. The Giants have just been fading fast. I just have a little more belief in Taylor Heineke than I do in Daniel Jones as well, which is kind of weird, but it's true. I have the Commanders in this one, and then the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. I have the Packers in this one. Baker Mayfield was a good story, and he should have a decent game, I think, on Monday night. But I do think the Packers will be able to pull out. Buys are over with. No teams on buys. And my breakout for this week, running back Isaiah Pacheco going up against the Houston Texans. Um, Pacheco from the Chiefs, I think. Starm, if you're in the fantasy playoffs, my bus are whoever the line's running backs. I don't know who's going to play. I hate both of them this week going up against the New York Jets. But, guys, that will do it for us today. Thank you for listening. As always, visit our website, www.fromballparkstobuzzbeers.com. Our Instagram is there. Our email is there. Our Twitter is there. Guys, if you ever want to email us, DM us, any positive or negative feedback, um, segment ideas, maybe you want to be on the show, maybe you just want to talk about sports, guys, please let me know um, through email or through um, DMs, whatever works best for you. Next time, I will see you guys. It will be episode 100. I will stop hyping it up, but it's very, very exciting here. But that will do it for me today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Perry Mortino signing out with the From Ballparks to Buzz Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.